to me, okay, to me, ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, you know, that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there the expression of the human body I mean the f everything I mean you know not just the hand and when you're talking about combat well I mean if, if, it, if it is a sport now now you're talking about something else you have regulations yeah. you have rules but when you're talking about fighting as it is Oral. with no rules, real fighting well then baby you better train every part of your body I'm not surprised, mother... I'm not impressed by your performance. What's up? Where you at, George? I like big dumb cars that pull me about, folks. That's how I like to roll. You feel me? Nobody gonna take this bed. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm proud for fighting you. For you. Don't bring the dog out of me. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I fight for the fans. I wanted to keep fighting as long as it took, and I wanted to win this title. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did it. I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Running water never grows stale, so you got to just keep on flowing. What is up, Penn Nation? Welcome back to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. As always, guys, I'm your host, Kinch. Each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, we are the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans, and we've got another great show lined up for you guys this evening. Two great guests, lots of news to get into as well. But before we do any of that, as I, as I say to you guys each and every week, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news is your premier source for all the latest and greatest and the sport you love of mixed martial arts. All the important issues, all the hot topics, lots of great interviews. If it's newsworthy, we've got it. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. We are the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today. Make sure you guys follow us on all of the available social media, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Instagram, etc. As I said, lots, to get, lots of news to get into, all of which you can find at BJPenn.com. And a couple of great guests. Kicking off tonight's show, one of MMA's hottest prospects, a 22-year-old killer making a name for himself under the Bellator banner. Kid who comes from maybe not so much a long line, but he comes from a, a line of martial artists. 
course, I'm talking about the mercenary, A.J. McKee. Obviously, his father, Antonio McKee. A.J., as I said, has been taking the Bellator featherweight division by storm. 8-0 in his professional career. Coming off of a beautiful head kick knockout. Been back and forth on Twitter with a fellow Bellator featherweight, James Gallagher, training partner of Conor McGregor, one of the guys out of the straight blast gym. So as I said, they've been going back and forth on social media. Seems like they both want the fight. However, James Gallagher is fighting Chinzo Machida uh, coming up on the Bellator NYC card. AJ is booked to fight August 25th, also in New York, but Syracuse, at Bellator 182. However, AJ does not yet have an opponent. Could it be the winner of Chinzo Machida and James Gallagher? We have yet to see. But had a great conversation with AJ. Of course, we touch on all that, that heat between himself and James. And he said recently in an interview that he had the fire reignited within him, which is surprising to hear because, as I said, he's been on a tear. I can only imagine what he's going to look like even more motivated. Sky's the limit for the kid. Intelligent, super hardworking, has the guidance of, as he says, one of the OGs of the sport, Antonio McKee. So, Everything is in place for him to become a massive star in the sport. And as I said, had a great conversation with the kid. Shouldn't even call him a kid. He kicked my ass, that's for sure. What his plans are, how many times he'd like to fight this year. Clearly has title aspirations. And quite frankly, should be on the lookout for him to at least be challenging for a title. Possibly the end of this year maybe early 2018. So he's our first guest tonight, AJ McKee. As I said, always cool to speak with. Very marketable kid. And uh, I'm sure you guys will enjoy that as well. So second guest for the evening, Hawaii stand up. Yancey Medeiros, one of the big winners at UFC 212. Got the big win before his teammate and fellow Hawaiian Max Holloway became the undisputed UFC featherweight champ. Monumental night for the Hawaiian people. And they were greeted like heroes and kings upon their return to the island. Awesome conversation with Yancey. Got it done against Eric Silva in the second round? Second round, TKO, landed a great combo, put Eric Silva to the mat, followed it up with strikes, got the ground and pound TKO. However, Eric Silva protested the stoppage, and there was a lot of talk within the MMA community that it was a controversial stoppage on behalf of the referee. Get into all that and much more with Yancey 
what he has his sights set on moving forward. Sounds like it should be a ranked opponent, top 15. Hopefully that's what he gets. And since he's moved to 170, the Yankees look phenomenal. So again, huge night for Hawaii. I'm sure BJ Penn is proud. Very happy to have had the chance to catch up with him after such a big win. And again, guys, I'm sure you will uh, all enjoy the conversation. So there you have it. First guest, round 815, AJ McKee, closing out tonight's show. Hawaiian pride, Yancey Medeiros. Lots of news to get into. First, let's uh, recap UFC 212. As I said, huge night for Hawaii. Holloway unifies the titles, becomes the undisputed champ. Takes out Jose Aldo by TKO in the third. I mean, first round definitely went in Aldo's favor. Second round, debatable. But either way, it was shaping up to be an interesting matchup. I was personally gunning for, or pulling for Max, rather. I just felt like the length and his tenacity would just be too much. Um, Aldo had some great moments. However, Max was able to get it done. Brutal ground and pound. Quite frankly, I thought Jose went out at least two times before, before I believe it was Big John, Big John McCarthy, before uh, the ref stopped the fight. I mean, I, again, this is viewing from home. I'm not in there. The ref has a better look at things than I do. But it looked like Jose had gone out a couple times. Cannot say enough about Max Holloway. Post-fight interview, super humble, super gracious. Praised Aldo. You know, made it clear that he intends to earn his spot amongst the greatest in the sport. Said all the right things that you want from a champion. And I think he's going to make an outstanding champion at that. As we said, well, we'll get into that a little later, but um, incredible show of support from the Hawaiian people when Max returned along with Yancey. Really cool stuff. Much props to Max Holloway. In the co-main event, Claudia Gedalia looked outstanding where the first round uh, submission over Karolina Kovalkiewicz makes a really big statement and further cements her place as the, one of the top in the division and makes a great case to uh, challenge the champ, Ioana Janjacek, for the belt for a third time. You guys know it to be fact. You've heard, you heard me talk about it here. Really tough to get a third fight, third title fight. But when you have wins like that, it's even harder to deny you. So I think in the near future, maybe another fight or so, another great performance, we will see the trilogy of Ioana Champion and Claudia Gedalia. Really impressed. I mean, that first round submission, she just bullied her on the ground. Unbelievable. Super dominant. Changed camps, by the way. If I'm not mistaken, she's uh, over at Greg Jackson's now. 
left Nova Uniao. And, uh, you know, even at the post-fight press conference herself, she had um, obviously had a lot of sympathy for what went down with, with, uh, with Aldo and so forth. But looks like the move to Jackson's has only furthered her game. So, again, keep your eye out. Claudia is on the rise yet again. Vitor Belfort gets the unanimous, unanimous decision victory over Nate the Great Marquardt. A lot of people felt this decision was controversial. Unanimous? I mean, I, I, I would have to look at the scorecards again. I don't believe anybody gave Vitor all three rounds. First round, you definitely have to give to Nate. Second one, nah, I was leaning Nate as well. Or was it the third? Either way, I don't. I, at the end of the fight, I, I you know I felt like Nate the great one. Um, great performance by him. However, Vitor showed a, a new wrinkle to his game in that he wasn't quick to rush in. Much more uh, paced and calculated, and clearly that is uh, a reflection of working with the great Farasa Hobby over at TriStar. Vitor proceeded... Now, this was supposed to be his retirement fight. Vitor proceeded to say that he doesn't intend to retire, wants to fight another five times, if memory serves correctly on that. Will the UFC grant him this wish? Tough to say. However, no matter what the situation is, it seems like Vitor is going to fight, whether it be for the UFC, Bellator, Ryzen, maybe even 1FC. Seems like he's not done. And again, you guys have heard me say this on the show numerous times. Who are we to say that a guy should hang him up? But it seemed like going into this, he had agreed. This was his one more, you know, one and done. UFC was going to grant him another fight, and and that would be it. Uh, I believe he has one more fight left on his contract, however. So we'll see how this all plays out. Make sure you stay tuned to bjpen.com forward slash MMA news to follow it. And, of course, guys, Hawaii's own Yancey Medeiros, one of our guests this evening, gets a TKO victory over Eric Silva. Some felt early stoppage. As I said, Silva protesting immediately. But nonetheless, great win for Yancey. Um, we saw Marlon Marias, former World Series of Fighting champion, make his debut in the UFC against Rafael Sunsal. Went to a split decision. Could have gone either way, in my opinion. But, you know, I felt like Marlon was a more accurate and active guy in there. So disappointing for Marlon. I'm sure he'll be back on the horse soon. Uh, but... You've you heard guys make this point on other shows, and uh, I believe it was Brendan Schaub to be specific. Why didn't they give Marlon, you know, a, a fight to introduce him to the UFC community, to the UFC fans? At the same time, I'm sure Marlon requested the toughest fight he could get his hands on, and that was definitely Rafael Sunsau, um, number three ranked guy in the world. But I have no doubt Marlon will be back. The surprise of the night for me, and I'm sure a lot of uh, the other fans watching the Fox Sports 1 prelim show, Brian Kelleher 
picks up a huge submission win over Yuri Alcantara. Based on his credentials going into this fight, that wasn't so much the surprise. The surprise for me was how he addressed the crowd. Told the Brazilian crowd, Uva Mojeda. That's a lot of balls, guy. I'm sure he needed extra security when he was leaving the arena. I got a kick out of that. He definitely made some waves. Has arrived and someone to keep your eye out for. Brian Kelleher. Brian Kelleher, without question. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, in the aftermath, Brazilian MMA community rallied behind Jose Aldo, showed a lot of love and support for him. Uh, Anderson Silva, uh, amongst the athletes who, who gave him love on social media. As I said, the Hawaiian people welcome Max and Yancey. True heroes, hundreds of people in the streets to greet them, show their support. Really cool video. I believe it was uh, via Fox Sports 1 Procast, if I'm not mistaken. You can check that out on BJPenn.com. We've got all that covered. Um, but awesome to see that. And again, you'll hear more about that when, when we have uh, Yancey on the show. And Holloway continues to, to be a class act. You know, um, nothing but praise for Aldo following this fight. But you put out a really lengthy statement that you guys should all read. Like I said, he's going to be a great champion, and sky's the limit for him. So we've we've spent a lot of time here, and that was just the recap for UFC 212. Great card. Great jiu-jitsu battles, too. I mean, I didn't don't really have time to get into them, but um, Shoeface and Eric Spicely. That was some high-level stuff. Really fun to watch. Uh, all right, so the other biggest news of the week, in my opinion, without question, has to be the quarrel between flyweight champ Demetrius Johnson and the UFC brass, more specifically Dana White. DJ stuck to his guns on not wanting to fight TJ Dillashaw. You guys heard Dwayne Ludwig discuss that on the show a couple weeks ago. Dillashaw has been campaigning for the Demetrius Johnson fight. Demetrius has been vocal on not wanting it, saying, let TJ get the belt. Let's do a champion versus champion fight. I want to fight Ray Borg, give the rightful number one contender their crack of the title. Admirable stuff, but you also heard me make the case that if you really want a good payday, this is the fight to make. Regardless, being the pound-for-pound best in the world right now probably warrants you some uh, clout in regards to what the next step in in your career is. That being said, Demetrius is claiming that Dana White told him that he either takes the fight with TJ or they close down the flyweight division. That's crazy, if that's true. I mean, talk about bully tactics. Flyweights rallying their support, as well as a good majority from the MMA community. You've heard it talked about on the show many, many times. Fighter associations the Ali Act, collective bargaining for these athletes. This really could be the catalyst that brings about some real change in the sport and fighters organizing for their rights. All this taking place, just as we learn that Dana White's expanding his compound in Vegas, millions of dollars, 
And that's not not a good look for the UFC right now. So this is nowhere near done, continuing to unfold. And we've got all that covered in depth at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Make sure you go there now. And finally, before we move on to, to our guest this evening, Bellator, hinting at a welterweight tournament. For me personally, be really cool to see the company bring back that tournament format. I mean, it was what made Bellator Bellator when Bjorn Rebney was still running the show. Regardless of what you want to say about him, the format of the tournament was fair for the most part. And it'd be pretty cool to see another tournament come back. You know, Scott Coker had done a couple in Strike Force, had the heavyweight turning, if you guys remember. Would love to see that happen again. Coker also saying, Scott Coker also saying that the Bellator NYC card is the best pay-per-view of the year. Uh, while there's definitely been some some tough and stiff competition for that for that title so far, and we still have half the year to go, the card, without a doubt, has the potential to be something really awesome, something really special. Um, obviously, you guys know all the big fights on that. Fedor, Mitrione, Chael, and uh, Vanderlei. Um, crap, uh, who's Michael Chandler fighting? Anyway, every time Michael Chandler fights, always something awesome. Lorenz Larkin on the card. Great card. Could be the real, real breakthrough uh, push that the promotion needs to to really bring some stiff competition to the UFC. I'll be tuning in. I'm sure you'll be tuning in. I mean, hell, Fedor's on the card, man. Always important to watch a legend fight. So, guys, that's enough of me rambling. That's only some of the news from this week. Obviously, we did the recap of the of the card this weekend. Touched on the Demetrius Johnson thing. Like I said, man, this this is going to continue to escalate, in my opinion. All that and much more. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Go there now. Get caught up. We have got you covered. If it's newsworthy and it's MMA, BJPenn.com. All right, guys, so let's just jump into it here. Running a little late. Don't want to ramble too much on you poor folks. AJ McKee. Bellator featherweight, rising star, as I said, one of MMA's hottest prospects. Certainly be on the lookout for him challenging for the title in the near future. Great conversation with him, facilitated by his super cool dad, Antonio McKee. You've heard him on the show as well. And as uh, as we were talking about the Demetrius Johnson thing and, and, and you know, fighter organizations, Antonio is one of the guys that that was talking about that a long time ago. So like I said, AJ has the right guidance, the right mentor, and all the chips are falling in the right places for this kid. BJPenn.com, BJPenn.com radio. I'm your host, Kinch. We'll be live in just a moment. Well, live per se. You guys know I'm pre-recording these now. But we'll be on next with the mercenary, A.J. McKee. All right, Penn Nation. We are now joined by one of the hottest prospects in mixed martial arts today, Bellator featherweight, 
Of course, I'm talking about the mercenary, A.J. McKee. A.J., what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, boss? Not too bad, brother. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, I understand you are just getting out of practice. What were we working yeah. on today? Um, little jujitsu. Ah, <laughs> very good. So, obviously, I know you're constantly putting in work in the gym. How many times are you practicing a day? Uh, twice a day with two runs. Cool, cool. So, it's been a while since we last spoke, man. I believe the last time we had you on the show was right after the Brandon Phillips fight. Um, since then, you've scored a beautiful head kick knockout over Dominic Mazzotta at Bellator 178. Tell us about that performance. Um, it was fun, man. I just I went in there, was was focused, you know, um, had a great camp, um, real easy camp. Uh, my dad said I worked kind of hard, but, it, man, it, it felt easy to me, you know. Started uh, doing things right, running, getting everything lined up, and uh, things just get real easy. Well, you're definitely coming into your own. You're very young in the sport. The future is, is uh, very bright for you, my friend. I'm sure it's all going to continue to fall into place. But, you know, leading up to that fight, you told the press that uh, you had the fire reignited in you. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? You know, what changed for you and brought back that hunger? Um, I was just getting bored, man. I was, I, I was, I trained every day, you know, to go in there and fight and knock somebody out in the first minute of a fight. And then you're training for two, three months for that fight. You know, it it, it just gets tiring. You know, I've been doing it my whole life. So uh, it's just, it's, it's it's putting that feel to the fire. You know, I'm fired back up. Um, I see what's ahead of me. I see that I'm light years ahead of everyone. So it's like, why get lazy, you know? Just continue to, to, to knock people out and, and put on a show, you know? And sooner or later, you'll be able to fight whenever you want. Now, was there something specific or, like, a specific uh, occurrence or, you know, something that just clicked in your head that made you say, you know, hey, I'm back in this, I'm ready to take on the world? Um, I would say seeing it, you know, you just got to see it. You, you have all your dreams and everything's in set, but when it comes to putting in the work for it, you know, you it's the patience aspect of it. You know, you got to wait and, and you got to let things build up. For me... I feel like I'm already there. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now, you know? Like, I'm already working hard, so it's like I, I want it now, you know? And with with that, you know, you just got to be patient, you know? every Everything's about timing. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And, you know, to kind of lend itself to the promotion, I think it's a good idea to, to slowly build you up rather than just throw you the title shot immediately. It seems to make more sense to, to build up such a great town like you. There's a lot of potential there, so... Uh, I can understand that aspect. You're very hungry to get at it, but they want you to build up slowly. Um, well, you know, the performance certainly reflected the hunger being back for you. Uh, since the fight, you took a little time off. You got to travel a little bit. Um, I know you made an appearance in London for the uh, Baby Slice fight, if I'm not mistaken. Anywhere else yeah. new and exciting that you got uh, a chance to experience? Um, I went to San Diego. San Diego was pretty fun. Um that's about it. I've just been back in the gym, you know, training, and uh, just kind of on this, the family stuff right now. I'm getting ready to have a little brother, so it, it's 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 gonna be that's gonna be the real beast, you know. He's he doesn't just have my dad, but he's got me on top of it. So that little boy's gonna be a monster as soon as he comes out. No kidding. Another addition to the McKee clan. I'll have to give your dad a congratulations. Yeah, it's gonna be that, that one's gonna be the thrill of this world. <laughs> so you know. 
speaking of your team, I know, you know, working with your dad has been a great blessing to your career, but it seems like the squad continues to grow. You know, any new additions or up-and-coming guys that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, my cousin, Joey, Joey Davis, you know, he's 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 back on it. Um, he's finishing up school. He's back out here, so we're hoping to get him on a, a, a card back with Bellator soon, and um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Everybody else is still in the gym grinding, grinding, and grinding. Cool, cool. Now, speaking of the McKee clan, um, I saw a video of your dad. He had posted a while ago, but I believe it was of your sister training. Uh, does she train all the time, and, you know, will she be following in the footsteps of her father and yourself? Um, she doesn't train, and that's that's kind of – she trains, but she doesn't train. You know, she's on and off. So we're we're kind of just waiting for her to, to decide and, and figure out what she wants to do, you know. She's – She's getting at that age now to where she needs to figure out what she wants to do and and really start putting a full effort into something. Well, it, again, it would certainly be, uh, you know, part of family tradition, it seems. So hopefully if she decides to do it, that day will come sooner or later. Uh, but changing gears here, back to your own career. I know you haven't got an opponent yet, but you're scheduled to be fighting on the Bellator, I believe it's 178, August 25th. Is that still accurate? Correct. Yes, sir. In Syracuse, New York. Very good. Any opponent that you have in mind? I know James Gallagher is a guy you know we're going to talk about in a little bit here. But has Bellator offered you anybody? Is there you know a potential uh, matchup aside from him that you're looking at for this fight? Uh, not really, man. Um, I just tell him to send me that contract. You know, I'm going to sign it. My dad's going to look at his opponent. If he feels it's a reasonable opponent, then. I'm just gonna sign that dotted line, you know. I I don't I, I don't even look at it, you know. I just tell my dad, give me the contract to sign. So that that's kind of his job. He he knows I'm not. I don't I don't care who it is, or what it is, or where it is, you know. I'm just gonna sign that dotted line and continue to train my ass off and go in there and put on a show. Yeah, I know we've talked about that extensively before. It's a it's really good to have a guy with so much experience in your corner and uh, managing you as well. So. Uh, again, kudos to you guys for, for keeping this team, um, you know, going and, and everything he's been able to do for your career. But I'm wondering, has Bellator mentioned anything about potentially giving you the winner of Chinzo Machida and James Gallagher? Um, well, shit, I want to fight Gallagher regardless if he wins or loses. That little shit needs to be slapped in his mouth. <laughs> Let's talk about him for a minute. You know, you guys have been back and forth for a few months now. He's dropped your name. You've uh, said that he direct messaged you, and 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 you've since dumped, dubbed him Princess Gallagher. Where did all yeah. this start, and and is it a genuine dislike you have for the guy? It's not really a, a genuine dislike. It's just a matter of respect, you know. He's just he's he's a little disrespectful dude. And like at, at Anthony's fight when we were in Dublin, um, he thought he was just feeling big, you know, and he. Pushed Anthony, started his little conversation with Anthony, and walked up to me and was like, "You're next, pussy." And I said, "Remember those words. You're gonna regret them." Because okay. that, that that's that's some disrespectful stuff. And then, yeah, you know, uh, ended up on national television calling calling me a pussy. That's that's. I mean, shit. Where I grew up, where I come from, you call me a pussy on the street, bro. I'm gonna clap you in your mouth right then and there. You know, like that's just that's just. A man's instinct, you know, like it's, that's just confrontation. You're challenging a man's manhood. So, um, with that, uh, I think he just he finally figured out he's barking up the wrong tree, and now he's just 
he's trying to let it build up, you know? He's going to let it build up because he, he really doesn't want to fight me. If he wanted to fight me, when they offered him that fight in New York, he would have said, no, I'm not fighting. and I don't want to fight Chinzo. I want to fight AJ McKee. And they would have asked me, hey, do you want to fight Gallagher? And I would have made it very clear, I, I have no problem fighting that dude. Well, without a doubt, everything that's transpired, certainly a way to pick a fight with a guy. And I can't blame you for immediately taking that as a, as an attack on your manhood. So, that being said, the fight certainly makes sense in regards to both your records and where you guys are at in your careers. But everyone likes a fight with some heat and, and a lot of hype behind it. You've always been a pretty respectful guy of your opponents and vice versa. What has it been like for you having a guy with a chip on his shoulder talking smack? Is this just another day at the office, or does this give you extra motivation to go in there and kick his ass? It's comical to me, dude. It's Honestly, at this point, it's like I feel like I'm the big brother, and that's the little brother, and I'm just nitpicking at the little brother now, you know? Just trying to get him mad enough so he'll he'll finally swing at the big brother so the big brother can just beat the living hell out of him. <laughs> I can. I don't have a big brother, but I can tell you from experience with a lot of my friends. I think that uh, guys. Everybody in the gym is my big brother. Dude. They used to torture me as a kid, so I got a lot of big brothers. Right. So it, it, I've always said that there's there's a big little brother complex. You know, you're always uh, quick to defend yourself, quick to defend your honor, because you've always had a big brother potentially picking on you. So um, that that's funny stuff, though. But you know, since McGregor has rose to stardom we see more and more guys attempting the trash-talking angle. And, you know, most just can't make it work because it's either got to be, be a genuine thing or, you know, it just seems so fake and, and unrehearsed. You know, where, yeah. do you, where do you stand on this? You know, your dad's a guy that comes from the old guard, the Bushido way, go in there and, and settle the score in the cage, and, you know, you, there's no need to bring families into it or – talk a bunch of smack i mean where do you stand on this being that you're under the guidance of a guy like your father for me it's i don't know if you piss me off you got a, a real monster to work with but no nobody can get him in my head it's it's all laughing games to me you know that's why like he he says his little jokes his little remarks and i'm just like dude like you suck stop talking to me like <laughs> it, it, it's it's honestly comical to me. Like he thinks he's in my head, and like it's it's gonna be so funny when we step in that cage and like in that 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 just that that lion in me comes out, and he's gonna be like, oh my god, what did I get myself into? So it sounds like regardless of what happens, whoever the opponent is for you, at some point or another, you're gonna make sure that you guys get in there and settle this in the cage. That has to happen, regardless. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's he loses, I don't care, I still want to fight him. Shinzo <laughs> wins, I'll, I'll whoop his ass and Shinzo's ass both. It, it doesn't matter to me, you know? Well, speaking of that matchup, I mean, from your own perspective as an athlete, who do you pick to win that fight? And uh, which guy stylistically, you know, aside from all the beef with Gallagher, which guy stylistically would you prefer to fight? Um, it doesn't matter. I, I, it, honestly, it when it comes to who I want to fight, if it's not Pitbull, since Pitbull has the belt now, uh, it it doesn't matter to me. You know, it's they're they're all stepping stones. Everybody is just one step closer to where I want to be. So, um, with Chinzo, um, this is the thing: who has Gallagher ever knocked out? Who has he ever finished on his feet? No one. That's very who true. Chinzo, who has Chinzo finished on his 
on the ground. Not too many people. But I felt Chinzo is going to have enough jujitsu to neutralize Gallagher's jujitsu because he's never fought anybody with jujitsu. That's why his jujitsu looks amazing. And then, I mean, on the feet, I think Chinzo is going to pop him a couple of times and he's going to try to get to that ground and look for those submissions. And it's not going to really work. So we're we're going to see Gallagher in a real fight now. You know, he's he's going to have to show his his real beast if he has one. You know, he's going to have to bite down and and fight. Yeah, without so a doubt, it's, it's with, great best for him. Without a doubt, and you know, honestly, at face value, you're clearly the more well uh, well rounded guy out of out of the three. So um, it seems like you, it would either be striker versus grappler or a striker versus striker fight. But in my opinion, I think Chinzo Machida poses a lot of, uh, you know, interesting problems for most guys in any division or in your division for that matter. Um, that being said, I mean, stylistically for him, would you prefer to fight a guy that's going to stand and bang with you or? Oh yeah, that's lovely. You know, that's, that's that supply and demand thing. You give the people what they want. They give the organization what they want and the organization gives you what you want. So if if he's willing to stand in front of me and and get boxed up a little bit, hey, that's the fight I want. Now, just to touch on Gallagher one more time here, you know, as I mentioned, McGregor, his rise to fame, everybody's doing the trash talking thing. Given that they're out of the same gym, it comes as no surprise that he's doing the same thing as McGregor, as well as Dylan Danis, guys like that. Do you think he's trying to ride Connor's coattails? What do you mean? Look at his tattoos. Of course he is. <laughs> I'll whoop his ass and McGregor's next, man. It's it's just a matter of time before I get to that level. I mean, I feel I'm there, but I want to be able to dominate. I want to go in there and and have no question, you know. I want to be able. To, I want to do what he's doing. He's literally. I feel like he's set the path for me to do exactly what I want to do. I before he even did what he did and went and won both with belts, I was talking about I'm going to go do that. And then he comes and does it, and I'm just like, oh, this dude. And he's talking shit. This is a genius. So I, I love McGregor. He's, he's, he's legit. He's a great businessman, very smart. But, hey, man, it's a fight, you know? So uh, that, that's, that's another fight, you know? That's, that's the man of the talk of the century right now. So that's, of course, he's the man. And, and he says it. I'm the man. Everybody wants to fight him. Why? Because he's the man. So, hell yeah, I'd, I'd love to fight him as well. I'm going to smack his little brother Gallagher around, and then hopefully it pisses him off enough so I can pick that fight with the big brother and beat the big brother up too. <laughs> well, it would uh, definitely be uh, a perfect way to tell this story. And, you know, hopefully one day we get to see some co-promotion between Bellator, the UFC, or, for that matter, guys get the Ali Act. They're able to pick uh, the fights that they'd really like. Um, I know your father's been, you know, heavily involved with, with – uh, you know, rights of fighters and athletes in this sport. But changing gears here again for a bit, I was honestly surprised that you weren't put on the Madison Square Garden card. Was this just a scheduling issue or, you know, was there a lack of opponents? You must still be pretty excited to compete in New York at least. Um, I'm not sure. I feel it was because of my performances, you know. Um, I feel people don't judge you off of all your fights. They judge you off of your last fight, you know, and – Leading up to that, the the Brandon Phillips fight wasn't it wasn't normal AJ, you know, it wasn't entertaining. The Ray Wood fight wasn't it was entertaining, but it wasn't an AJ McKee fight, you know. It wasn't AJ going out there knocking somebody out and putting on a show. 
that was the beginning of AJ not wanting to be there, and um, you could see the results of that. So um, with the Brandon Phillips fight, um, that that was just kind of, I don't know. You know, that that's not a, a good way to show someone that, that you want to be on a big card like that, especially with that being the last performance. So um, I don't know. After the... Uh, the Mazzotto fight, I feel it's a great eye-opener, and that's that's why they put me on the next New York card. Now, speaking of New York, I'm wondering if you have any th- thoughts on, you know, the recent screw-ups and controversies that we've had with the New York Athletic Commission. I know it's all still very new to these guys, but a lot of fighters have seemed pretty weary of competing there now. Mm, I don't really care. Okay. I'm going to just go in there and fight, you know? Right. Um, take care of business. Yeah, the rules are the rules, you know. It's, there's already not that many rules, you know. I feel like like we're, we're playing chess as MMA fighters and boxers are playing checkers, you know. There's there's not too many rules in chess. or in, in, You know what I mean? There's just yeah. there's more opportunities, more things you can do versus the checkers. It's a very strict guide, certain uh, strict guideline, and this is what you can do and this is what you can't do versus MMA. It's still a evolving sport, so people are still getting used to uh, even the new rules that they just implemented a couple months ago or this this year. So it, it's it's always evolving, and, and it's just getting better and better and better. Yeah, constant work in progress, that is for sure. Um, but you know, again, with all the controversy that's happened over there, just wondering if if, if it was something you were considering. Um, but hopefully, an opponent gets announced soon. I know that the last time we spoke. I'm sure it's still the case. You were gunning for the title shot in 2017. Is that still the goal, or do you think you're going to need a couple more and maybe fight for the title early 2018? Um, well, my birthday is early 2018, so as long as it's before end of this year, early 2018, before April, uh, and I can I can break those records being the youngest champion ever. John Jones is 23. I'm 22, so I got until April to do it. All right, so obviously you think you're a winner, too. One or two big performances, you should be able to get that shot. How do you feel about a matchup with Pitbull? How do you think you match up with him? Um, I feel it's a great fight for me, you know. I'm a lot longer. Um, I'm a lot faster. Um, he's he's a little he's short. He's compact. Um, he's a very explosive fighter. But uh, with my footwork, with my range, I just don't see how he can get to me. Even if he gets to me, he's he's got to eat something on the way in. So um, I, I think it's going to be fireworks. That's, that's a great fight. Now, speaking of the roster, and, and by the way, you've been more than generous with your time. I just have a couple more questions here for you. A lot of big additions to the Bellator roster. I've been calling it the uh, MMA exodus, if you will. Give us your thoughts on the new signings, and you know what advice would you give to some of these athletes who are contemplating making the jump over to Bellator? Um, I still Bellator kind of gets you... It's it's more about the fighters, you know. I feel they give you the opportunity to express yourself, you know, with your sponsors, with with your your own gear of, of how you want to portray your image, you know, how you want to look. So you can you can do whatever you want, you know. I walk out in a tuxedo cell. Nobody does that, but that that's me, you know. It's, it's a it's a classy man act, and it, it's different, you know. And that's it, they just give you an opportunity to entertain and to to do what you want, you know, to really express yourself and, and let people kind of get to know you or, or your character of who, of who your fight your fight image is. 
Yeah, and you know, with Scott Coker at the at the helm here, we've seen leaps and bounds for the company, and I'm sure you're only going to see more and more big signings as time progresses. Uh, but back to August 25th, man. As we've talked about here, hopefully an opponent gets gets announced soon. When will you officially start training camp for this fight? I already started. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, we're what two three months out? I mean, you, you're gonna do a three month camp here, or are you just? I know you're constantly yeah, I'm, active, but I'm I'm always in the gym. Every day is part of my camp. You know, if if I don't have a fight scheduled, then I'm looking for a fight to fall out so I can hop on that card. Um, I'm I'm always in the gym, so I I I don't really see. It is a camp, you know. I see it as work. I see it as I'm in the gym. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, so rather than, you know, a lot of guys have an official 8- to 10-week camp, you're just constantly in there, and it's about signing a date for a fight. You get in there and do work. So My, 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 my official camp starts when I sign that dotted line. Okay. So in conclusion, man, what can all the mercenary McKee, McKee fans expect fight night? And what would you say to your opponent leading up to this fight, whoever it may be? Let's go put on a show and get ready to make World Star ESPN Sports Center again, baby. <laughs> that, that's what I'm going for. So uh, I don't know. Um, I'm looking for some. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe my fans should hit me up and let me know what they want to see. Some spinning wheel kicks, or I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm I'm looking to do something fancy, something entertaining you know that's that's what it's all about is entertaining giving the people what they want so uh that that's the name of the game for me and, and that's that's what i try to do you know be the people's champion and give them what they want well you've certainly done that many times throughout your career so far i have no doubt that it'll be another great performance um certainly looking forward to the fight and the opponent whoever it may be uh hopefully we can catch up when the fight draws near greatly appreciate it as always my friend any shout outs you'd like to get in before we let you go uh, of course. Um, always got to give a shout-out to the creator, man, upstairs. Um, some of my sponsors, Lane Egglight, Lane Egglight, Dr. Gossman, Affliction, Speedwear, who else, Lasani, my pops, you know, real OG of all OGs. He'd be putting in that work. He just got done beating me up today. <laughs> Jay Manley from Jiu-Jitsu, he choked me out like ten times today. That was not fun. But, uh, man. Uh, yeah, man, and of course you. I want to give a big shout-out to you. Thanks for having me, and talk to you soon. Always a pleasure, my friend, and obviously thanks thanks to your dad for constantly facilitating these. Great guy, and uh, always appreciated, my friend. Looking forward to the fight and having you on again soon, bro. All right, thanks. Talk to you soon, boss. All right, buddy. All right. Later. All right, Penn Nation. The Mercenary, A.J. McKee. For one of the youngest guys, younger, hot prospects in the sport, kid really has his shoulder, uh, head on his shoulders, man. You know, you hear me say this about a lot of guys, and quite frankly, a lot of fighters do have the potential to be huge stars, but he's definitely at the forefront of some of the younger guys in mixed martial arts. No opponent yet for August 25th. Hopefully it's the winner of uh, Chinzo Machida and James Gallagher. We'll have to wait and see. But hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Always great to talk with AJ. And again, big shout out to his dad, Antonio McKee. Legend, legend of the sport. Uh, 
he would be the middleman, the contact, the manager for having AJ on the show. So let's uh, waste no more time, guys. We'll jump right into things with Yancey Medeiros. As I said earlier, awesome conversation with Yancey. He is still riding that high of returning to Hawaii as a hero. So much love they gave him and continue to give him, rightfully so, himself and Max Holloway. And being that this is BJPenn.com, BJPenn.com radio. I know we got a lot of Hawaiian fans out there, so I'm sure it'll be extra special for you guys. Everyone else, I'm sure you're, you will enjoy as well. Coming up next, Yancey Medeiros, BJPenn.com radio. I'm your host, Kinch. Keeping it rolling. All right, Penn Nation, we are now joined by one of the big winners from Saturday night in Rio, Hawaii stand-up. Of course, I'm talking about Yancey Medeiros. Yancey, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? Going good right now. Indulging back at home. I can, I can only imagine, man. Thanks, as always, for the time. Congrats on the huge win over the weekend. How happy were, how happy were you with your performance? I mean, the outcome was good, but, you know, there was some mixed reviews about the finish. And uh, I think from my point, from being a fighter, I think maybe Eric could have continued. You know, he could have continued, but, you know what I mean? I was, I smelled blood and I was going to go, I was going for that finish. But, you know, like I said, that's, I told everybody that's not my call. I felt there was fights that I, that the ref stopped and I felt like I could have continued, but he didn't see that. So, you know, that's not, I don't know. Happy about representing I can represent Hawaii. And, True. You know, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, and on to the next one. Injury free. Wait till a low. They waited for the next notice. Wow, man, you answered like several of my questions there. I definitely wanted. To ah. get, <laughs> it's all good. I definitely wanted to get into the details of the fight. But before we do that, man, I'm wondering what you thought of your time in Brazil. You know, I know this is your second time competing there, if I'm not mistaken. Did you get a chance to enjoy Rio at all during fight week or oh, after the fight? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, we, we left on the day after the fight, but prior to the fight, we it was I had a great time. I mean, moving up to 170, my weight cut's real easy. So, you know, I can I can really focus on training good, recovering even better, and eating the whole time, man. I literally was eating acai every day in Brazil. I didn't miss a day of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Every day. <laughs> now, as we all know, the Brazilian fans get pretty hostile towards anyone that isn't fight that that is fighting one of their own countrymen. Uh, what was the yeah. crowd like for you? Did it at all affect your mindset going into this fight? Um, honestly, I think the last my last um, fight in Brazil was a bit more hostile when it came to the crowd, like. I mean, I heard some, you're going to uh, chance, you're going to die and booze, but it wasn't as intense as the last one. And I think, you know, maybe because I had some fan favor, I had some fans prior and they kind of knew me from last year, but I mean, it, it didn't, it didn't bother me at all, man. I, I, I admire the, the support and the, the love they give their countrymen, Absolutely. you know, and that's like, you know, you just got to utilize it. I mean, I didn't expect them to Brazil to love me when I'm trying to knock out knock this their Brazilian out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I I I accepted that. I was ready for it. 
Well, hopefully you gained some more Brazilian fans. The way you addressed the crowd after the fight was pretty awesome. Uh, I give you yeah, some props yeah, I mean, there. I, I mean, Brazil reminds me of home. It, it really does. I mean, and just you know, the, the food is the food is great, and the people, like like I said, like I admire I admire the love that they have for the country because I can relate to it because I live on a small island, but they give me that they give me that vibe. So, I mean, I indulged in Brazil and I, I got the the victory. <laughs> Now, let's talk about how it all played out. You scored the finish in the second round. As we mentioned, a little bit of controversy there. We'll get into that in a moment. But pretty pretty back-and-forth battle up until that point. Did he do anything in yeah. there that surprised you at all? Um. Yeah, he actually – I thought he was going to be a bit more aggressive with me. You know, I, did, I guess he tried to slow his pace down and, I guess, clean up the technicality of his fighting style, you know, and, like – I was kind of feeling him out the first round. I was just like, hey, motherfucker, why you ain't blitzing on me yet? You know, so I was just trying, trying to raise, you know, trying to trying to feel it. And then I ended up clipping him in the back of, of behind the ear, you know. And, like, I think I think he got he didn't get too hurt, but enough to know where he knew I had hands. You know what I mean? Like, I, I punch I punch hard. Yeah, game and I, 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 Yeah, yeah, you know, kind of feel, I seen it in the eyes. And, like, then I seen it. Then I seen him open up much more, you know. Now I seen him trying to really throw, throw, um, throw them heaters, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's the one I want," you know. Those guys, that shit brings out the best in me. Like when you when you when I feel like you want to kill me, bro. I'm like, that's already been done in the gym, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I train with bro champs and martial artists. They already killed me, bro. I, I I've been dead many times. I'm down for this. <laughs> You know, so I mean, like, it pushes me more. Like, especially when they crack me good, it's like not the fact like I'm trying to show them that I can take the fight. I can, I can take a whack. It's more like, like, I, this is why I'm here. You know, good job. This is why I'm here. Bring yeah. it. Because I'm eat that all day. <laughs> now he's a pretty well-rounded guy. Uh, black belt and BJJ, if I'm not mistaken, pretty good on the feet. Yeah. What was your game plan going into this one? I just had to. Um, Utilize my range, man. Utilize my range and my power. I feel like all of my fights, like, just reaching and I'm like, stepping over my feet. And, you know, I just really worked on my footwork and technicality on this whole, uh, on, on, and just trying to make me a more technical striker. You know, and just, I mean, me and, um, I, I have my old school striking coach, you know, my, my kickboxing coach, you know, um, Doug Amaral, and he's helped me so much and he's still with me. To the game, but I collaborated with another striking coach, me and Max, a striking coach, um, Legacy Muay Thai, and just you know, just trying to just be a well-rounded technical fighter. I'm mean, I was always in there trying to go gun blazing, ready, you know, West Side, just <laughs> wing it out. You know what I mean? But when you get to the higher caliber, that shit don't happen. That that shit doesn't happen. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't, that only takes you so far. You gotta start sniping people and taking them out. And I feel like. This weight cut doesn't really um, hinder me, and the world's gonna see the real Yancey that trains with all Nick and Nate and Max Holloway in the gym. You know, not this 155 scrawny Yancey getting pushed around every time he gets punched. Like, it's just I just had a much better weight class. I'm just more healthy, more agile, just quick. Like, may not seem quicker than people in the fight, but I feel quick in there. I see, I see, I see shots, and you know, I just feel like this weight class is, is, is a, a weight class made for me. Absolutely, I, and you know, you said post fight that 170 is the weight for you. You're here to represent, and obviously, based on your performances, 170 is clearly a really good home for you. Um, yes. 
That being said, though, you, you know, you mentioned you mentioned the Diaz brothers there for a moment. Uh, your mm-hmm. boxing in particular resembled that of a Diaz brothers, one of the Diaz brothers, in my opinion. I'm wondering, did you get it all? Did you get to work with those guys at all leading up to this fight? Um, no, I, well, I did a little. I did a little with um Richard a, m- a couple months ago. I went to his gym and just worked out for a day, but like that because I hardly go to California now because I'm in Hawaii and just recently moved and. You know, just financially, I ain't balling. <laughs> be going back and forth training, but I mean, I'm a sponge, bro, and I fucking I'll take everything in. Yeah. Excuse me for my language. I take everything in, and you know, when when I learn shit from the OGs and Richard, them, like I try to incorporate it with everything I do. So, yeah, some people, you know, they really think like I have like that Diaz boxing style, and I just think it's because of the way on my arms is. I got long arms. I got long arms, and it just, you know, it just looks like that, I guess, to people. But, I mean, I don't try and mimic their style. That's just something that comes naturally and instinctually for me when I'm, when I'm punching in. Well, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you know, for me, yeah. it, it was mostly just the, the use of the reach and, and, and keeping the punches straight for the most part, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. You, you, uh, you clipped him with a straight right followed by a left hook, if I'm not mistaken. That led to yeah, the... well, I mean, a left hook, shovel hook, I mean, whatever people want to call it, you know, it's like, yeah. I, I would just call it, a, yeah, I just call it a, a like a, like a, we call it, a, that combination is called an over-under. Okay. You know, so I kind of look like a left hook, but I bring it from my hip, you know, because I dipped all the way through. Now, so, his, I mean, yeah. His, yes. his eyes rolled back as he was hitting the ground. You ended the fight yeah. with some ground and pound. However, as we said there, Eric protested the stoppage. And it's been called mm-hmm. a little bit controversial so far. You know, g- give us your thoughts on that. I mean, do you think the referee made the right call? I mean, he clearly looked like he was out going down. I, I know you said that maybe he could continue, and you've been on the other but, end of this, so you feel his pain. But, I mean, overall, have you had a chance to watch the fight? And, and what did you think of the stoppage? Uh, I, I think it was a safe stoppage, you know. Like, I, I, I think Eric, um, like I said, coming from a fighter standpoint and a warrior standpoint, like, he had the heart to continue. You know what I mean? But I'm. I think what I know is the ref's in there for a fighter's safety, not to think if he can continue to fight or not. Yeah. He, he's watching for the safety of it, and I was. I I know I was ripping him, ripping him, and I was like, I was I was watching my fight, and even through the fight, I was like, all right, bro, you gonna take like a couple more of these shots? I'm gonna rain these elbows. Like it was just gonna get worse, and you know, just like, I was just already rolling rolling for the I smell blood you know what I mean yeah. coming in so yeah, like I, I said the rep, I, you know I just I felt like you know if he got up then I would have went I would have went to drop him again you know it's just yeah. I, I know that left hook hurt him yeah it's one of those unfortunate things you know I don't think it was that controversial in my own opinion you know watching the fight mm-hmm. live as I said Thank eyes you. were rolling back as he hit the ground but you know what are you gonna do such is life um, yeah, man. It's just I feel for him as a fighter, though. You know what I mean? It fucking sucks. I'm like, Fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I was at the end of that fucking stick, I'd be like, shit. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, in my intention, I was going in for a kill. I smelled blood. So them that time, yeah. So I know you've been reveling in the glory of the big win, and, and you know one of the highlights from this week has been the reception of yourself and Max Holloway received from the Hawaiian fans. What was that experience like for you, you know, getting off that bus, being greeted by all those fans? <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest, bro. I was speechless, and I really didn't know what to say to people and, like, how the feeling felt. But 
and all that couple of days passed and you know it, it was all brought in and I, I look back at it and I'm just like dang man like a win like that for me and a win like that for Max it's like it it just united Hawaii you know what I mean especially yeah. our community why not and I was like shit that's the shit I fight for that's dope like, you know I was like that's the shit like <laughs> we, live, we live in a rough community you know our so called rough community but we got the biggest love. Like, I mean, like, look at that. The town literally came off, came to us to freaking greet us. Like, and that's off of victories. And, like, if, if all that made me want to do is bring another belt home. You know what I mean? I'm like, shit, I need this belt. Hawaii needs this belt. Look at this unity. I'm all about good vibes. I'm like, fuck yeah. This is, this is it. You know what I mean? This is a law. This is, this is what I represent when I step on that skill, when I'm in that cage. This is what I show, you know, and they give it back to me like that. I'm like, what is that fucking 170 belt? No disrespect to any of the champs or the champion on that. It's just that's the goal. So yeah, yeah, like, without a doubt, you know, and that segues to my next question perfectly here. Um, Hawaii hasn't, you know, had a champion since BJ. Max put on one hell of a performance. You know, what did you yeah. think of his big win? And, you know, how much does that motivate you to bring another belt back to the island as well? Oh, man, tremendously motivating. Like, like I said, like, I call it, that's my brother. You know, I see that. I see his ugly mug every day. We <laughs> spar every weekend. You know what I mean? Trying to take each other's heads off. And if anybody thought, like, he wasn't going to take any of Jose's hardest hits, I'm like, uh-uh, because I clock him. You know what I mean? He gets his punches in, but best believe I get my punches back in with him, and I know he can take a hit. That's one tough Hawaiian, bro. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And, like, like I said, let's tell everybody, like, you know, people, partners, partners learn from each other when, when, when you're sparring, but we, we do more than that. We listen. You know what I mean? After sparring, we're, like, talking to each other. Bro, that shit was tight. You got to keep doing that because I couldn't get out of that shit. And that keeps me honest because then I, you know what I mean? And then it puts me in that predicament to get out. So it's, like, he gives me feedback. I give him feedback. And we got a good team. We got good coaches that collaborate all together. We don't have this separate, you know, different gyms and, yeah. you know, far away. We live on an island, so everything's real connected, and we learn how to utilize that. Everybody always thought, oh, you got to go and cross-train to get out. You got to go here. You got to go there. Uh-uh. We got, the, we got the formula. We got the formula all right at home, man, and we know we know how to, we know how to do it, and we're going to represent and show that. Yeah, that, that's one of the cool things about Max, you know, uh, and, and, and now yourself. I mean, obviously, you go get in looks that you can with the Diaz brothers and whatnot, but... Uh, you know, Max has been with his home team pretty much his whole career, a lot like Steve yep. Miocic. It's just further proof of, proof of what you just said there. You don't necessarily need to go somewhere else. You just need to get good yeah. looks in a gym and a place you're comfortable with coaches that know you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. A coach, a coaches that know you and bring out the best in you. You know, you know like people want to try me, oh, I want to try and get this, this, and this. It's like, no, they're going to make the best you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Max does what nobody... Fight. Max does what only Max can do. Nobody does what Max does. You know what I mean? It's proven. Yeah. Like, who the hell does... Who the hell goes in tons of Jose? Like, you know what I'm saying? His kid just finishes guys that don't get finished. You know? He's a blue belt, tapping on black belts in MMA. It's like... Yeah. You know, he's doing things that... You know what I mean? That he's fucking got the tenacity. He's got the drive. And he's proved, he's proven that. He's proved it multiple times, but he solidified that Saturday. Absolutely, and iron sharpens iron, but it also makes a big difference when you guys are tight and friends outside of the training room. Um, oh, but, yes, you know, tremendously. We all know that the Hawaiian people are very proud of the culture and support all you guys in a really big way. That being said, I'm wondering if it's safe to say that 
you know, that moment of being received by the Hawaiian people, it, was that one of the best moments of your career so far? Um, most definitely, you know what I mean, getting off that plane, getting to, getting to see my daughter, that was a big, that was a big ordeal for me, and just seeing, a feeling, everybody calls it like what we get, we, what we call it in mana, which is like that internet, you know what I mean, it's a feeling that we give off, and it's like, it's like Japanese call it ki, Chinese is ki, yeah. like Hawaiians got this thing called mana, and that's, a, that's what they give us, and we felt that as soon as we got off the plane. Amazing. It was, it was surreal, yeah, it was surreal. It was a blessing, and like I said, all of me, I, I didn't know what it made me want to do at the time because it was just so surreal for me, and it was just so overwhelming. It's just like, I just want to bring another belt home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly, hopefully, in your future, my friend. I, I know it's pretty early to start picking your next matchup, but, you know, have you put any thought into when you'd like to get back in there? You know, you seem to come out of the fight injury-free, and as you mentioned... yeah. You know, you, you oh, yeah. no injury. So, how quickly would you like to turn around and get back into competition? I mean, I'll fight in July, August, and whatever the call is. I feel like I'm healthy. Take much damage during my, my my last fight, and you know, my weight's low. I mean, like I woke up at 183 today. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. So I'm ready. I'm definitely ready for a next fight. But that's up to that's up to the boss man. I mean, I'm pushing for it. You know, if they want to fight and. I honestly don't ask for fighters, you know, I just say yes. Yeah. You know, they talk to my manager and I'm like, yes, all I want is in Brazil, take me to Brazil, I fight anybody. <laughs> Guess what happened, it was Eric Silva. So, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 you know, obviously you don't want to, you're not a guy to call anybody out, you're just going to sign on the line, whoever they give you, but staying along with that, I mean, is there any matchups that make sense to you? Are you going to be campaigning for a ranked opponent? I mean, that's what I would like. I would like any ranked opponent. You know what I mean? Like, I need to get, I need to get out. I need to build my name. I need to establish that. You know, and I need to get paid. Yeah. And the only way I do that is beating and finishing ranked opponents. You yeah. know, if I can keep getting finishes like how I am at this weight class, and I'm taking ranked guys out, then the money comes rolling in. That's what I need. Nobody's paying my daughter's tuition. <laughs> well, again, man, I, 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 I have no doubt that that'll be in your in your near or immediate future. But I'm wondering, is there any card or venue that you'd uh, particularly like to be a part of? Uh, well, last this last card was kind of a trip. Took us a whole day to get there and get back. So something West Coast, preferably. Okay. Yeah, yeah, something like West Coast, and that's that's an easy take the fight. Okay. You know, and just, yeah. So, I mean, California, Vegas, like that, that's prime. Okay. Now, listen, man, you've been more than generous with your time. I just got a couple more questions here for you. Um, no problem, brother. Give us your thoughts on the title picture at 170. How do you think Woodley will do against Maya? And, you know, aside from Maya, is there any real clear-cut contenders in your opinion? Man, I just think. You know, Maya's tremendous on the ground. He's got great jiu-jitsu. But, you know, when is Woodley getting held down or taken down for the fa- for that matter? Yeah. You know, and they, that's, just, just, I just felt, that's just off of style, style of fighting. It's not even off of their, their attributes. You know what I mean? Yeah. With the jiu-jitsu guy, and then there's the power wrestler with tremendous explosion and knockout power. So, so I mean, so so that being said, I mean, aside from Maya, I mean, do you think there's anybody that's a that's a clear cut contender at this point? I mean, I'd like to see him and Robbie Lawler again. That'd be a dope fight. I just think Robbie Lawler, if he came out fighting like how he did Carlos and Rory McDonald, it would have been a much different different fight. 
Yeah. I think he gave he gave Woodley a little bit too much space and misinterpreted misjudged his speed, you know, and he got caught. Yeah, and assuming he gets past Cerrone, it'll be hard to argue that he gets another crack at the title. Um, exactly. But go, exactly. Going, going back to the Diaz brothers here for a minute, you know, if Nick were to come back and, let's say, becomes the champ at 170, what would that mean for your title aspirations for the belt? Ah, I would not I would never fight my brother. No, 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 yeah, I'm not I suggesting mean, that, just... but I mean, like, what, what, what kind of a position does that put you in in regards to climbing the ranks and hopefully fighting for the title? I mean, do you just excel as much as you can and when the time comes that he decides to retire or walk away from the division, how does that work out for you? Nah, I mean, for the most part, it's just get to the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? With my brothers, with my brothers aside me. If you're going to war, we're going to war, but uh, the, the, the mission is always gold. And if your brother's in front of you, you can't take him out. It's family. That's Absolutely. just the thing, you know? Absolutely. So that for, by that time, like I said, before I get that belt, I want to be establishing my name. That way, if I don't got the belt, I still got my name intact and can do shit with myself in my life and get get things out. Absolutely. And that being said, you know, I get there's other venues, there's different weight classes coming up. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I might go up. Maybe I might go down. It's just it, it all it all. I said, you know, there's just there's a lot there's a lot of options for me to go. But right now, I need to be knocking guys out. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. So just to recap. You're willing to fight any time at this point. Your weight's still on, no injuries, hopefully against a ranked opponent. Realistically, though, how many times would you like to compete in 2017? How many more times, rather? Two would be, two is the plan, but three would be great. Okay. You know, if I'm injury-free, three more. I just reached, I just um, renegotiated my contract, just finished my first fight, so I got three more fights on there. So if I can, you know, if I can give out a good two, finish my contract out and give out a good look and hopefully just start making some good money. Absolutely, man. I certainly hope for that as well. Uh, in conclusion, you put the division on notice on Saturday, man. What would you say to all the welterweights out there now that, that they should be taking notice of you? I mean, if you're sleeping on me, keep sleeping, bro, then that's your problem. If you're looking at me, you you want some? Give me the notice, cause I'm ready for it. No disrespect to anybody. This is the fight business, and I need to get paid. All right, represent my friend. Uh, any shout outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Uh just the people of Hawaii. That's for sure, man. Thank you guys so much for everybody. Just the support. I feel it all over, and you know all my team, Gracie Technics, uh, Nick Diaz Academy, West Oahu MMA. Tactical strength, Ruka, of uh, Perps, all of all these guys, man. Universal Kempo Karate Schools. That's my grandmaster. Uh, he's the biggest reason why I'm a martial artist I am today. So I mean, those guys are pretty much hold it close. I hold close to my heart, my family. You well, know, thank you guys all for the good vibes. Appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Again, tremendous performance. Looking forward to what the future has in store for you. Certainly looking forward to the next fight. We'll absolutely have you back on when that time comes, and go continue to uh, revel in the glory of an awesome performance, man. Headed to the beach, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Mahalo. Right on, Thank man. you very much. Aloha. Thank you. All right, bud. Shoots. Headed to the beach. As I said, Hawaii stand up. Great night for the Hawaiian Nation on Saturday. 
two of their own went into hostile territory and got the job done. And as you heard there, left the anti Madero speechless. That welcoming party of hundreds of Hawaiians. Amazing stuff. As always, great conversation with Yancey. I was surprised to hear that he's 183. With the rules and regulations regarding weight cutting and the new stuff that the California State Athletic Commission has implemented uh, with the day of the fight weigh-ins and only allowing you to, to cut a certain percentage and so forth, you're going to see more and more guys moving up and you see it time and time again, not depleting yourself. And again, you guys have heard me talk about this numerous times, not depleting yourself makes a huge difference in your performances. Yancey, perfect example, moves up from 155 to 170, been kicking ass. Robert Whitaker, about the fight for the interim title against Yoel Romero, stopped depleting himself, went up, been on a killing streak. So it sounds like he's ready to go again. July, August, maybe a little bit too soon. Who knows? Maybe he gets a last-minute replacement fight. But hopefully, he gets a top 15 opponent. As you heard there, he's looking to get paid, as are all the athletes in the sport, and rightfully so. They certainly deserve it. So hopefully he gets that big fight he's looking for. Ranked opponent, I have no doubt it'll be another great fight. Always brings it, goes to war. And again, shout out to him for taking the time to speak with us uh, this evening. There you have it, guys. Been another great episode, BJPenn.com Radio. Absolute pleasure. Each and every Wednesday, guys, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll be back next week with another great lineup. More great guests, more great interviews. Lots and lots of news to cover, I'm sure. And when it comes to MMA news, BJPenn.com has got you guys covered. Go there now, check it out, stay up to date on everything you need to know about the sport that you love of mixed martial arts. As I said in the, the top of the show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+. Make sure you guys follow us, like us. Get all the information you want to know at your fingertips. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news, BJPenn.com radio. On behalf of the whole team, I'm Kinch signing off tonight. And big shout outs to, uh, to Russ for initially hooking me up with Yancey. And, you know, clearly that's led to his willingness to, to continue to come on the show. So big thank you to Russell and again, the whole team. Team Takeover 2017, big things still to come for the second half of the year at BJPenn.com. Much love for all the support. Keep it up, guys, and make sure you tune in next week. We'll catch you then. Peace out.
Geico presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects. This is Brian Bruno live on the scene of a recent windstorm here to describe the event, the chest of drawers. There's a storm howling outside, so I thought I'd stay in and watch a rom-com. Five minutes into the flick, a tree branch slams through the window. Were you hurt? I just got a scratch on my chest. Your chest of drawers can't help you in a windstorm, but the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Call GEICO to see how affordable homeowners insurance can be.